0: Most important is to be passionate about whatever business you're in, whether it's a for-profit or a not-for-profit business. I think I used to say when I was at We Are the Mighty and realizing how daunting it was to raise money, to start something from scratch, never had been done before, that really the only thing that trumps your fear of doing that is your passion for doing it. And if you have that passion, you will uh, work through all of the obstacles and you will be okay with things that don't go well because you will persevere and you will pursue.
1: I'm Lupna. I'm Diego. I'm Aisley. And I'm Paula. Welcome, Welcome to BizWorld! A podcast brought to you by some of the many incredible students at Granada Hills Charter. Thank you for joining us for our first episode. That's right, our first guest ever is...
2: Hey guys, wait, wait, wait. Can we Can we hit the pause button?
1: Pause? Where are we recording?
2: No, 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 no. I meant like it's a special month. There's a lot to be thankful.
1: That's true. November is Indigenous People's Heritage Month. Veterans Day is in November. And Turkey. I mean, Thanksgiving.
2: Don't forget Black Friday.
1: Cyber Monday. And don't forget about Giving Tuesday. What's that? We'll get into it later.
2: So Lubna, what are you thankful for?
1: I'm thankful to be here with you guys today and record this podcast. What about you, Aisley? I'm very thankful for my family. I miss them so very much. What about you, Paula?
3: Um, I'm thankful for being back in school again.
0: No No more. In person. No more. No more. (laughs) more, (laughs) more.
2: I'm already tired. (laughs)
4: Well, I'm thankful. I get to be a part of this community called DECA. It's a national organization with chapters in high schools throughout America, helping students acquire the knowledge needed to pursue pathways in marketing,
1: finance, hospitality, and management. That's a good point, and we did just spend time working the Valley Industry and Commerce Association's Business Forecast Conference.
2: Quick shout out to Stuart Waltman and the entire Vica team. What a great man that Papa Stewie.
3: all these events are great opportunities to meet and interface with local businesses and community leaders which got us thinking about starting a business or a nonprofit like how do you do it
2: why do you do it
3: so we thought we'd try this podcast it's kind
4: of like starting a business I mean it's starting something and hopefully it's
1: entertaining for our listeners So we did a little research and found our first guest.
2: We'll dissect each episode's topic with special insights from alumni and guests in our local business community in a special interview segment we like to call The Lasting Impact! The Lasting Impact! The Lasting Impact!
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and with so much to be thankful for, it's great to learn about people out there who are not only starting businesses, but giving back to the community as well. Enter David Gale.
2: This guy has done it all.
4: David started out as an entertainment lawyer before he was hired at MTV to launch MTV films. And from there, he left the network to start his own digital media company in 2014 called We Are The Mighty, serving our military veterans, their families, and providing an outlet for their voices and stories.
2: And if I wanted to be honest, I would say that this man is a saint, but not only that, he is personally my saint.
1: (laughs) But it gets better. Running parallel to all that we just mentioned, David founded and ran his own nonprofit called Hollywood Heart, which provides arts programming to L.A.'s youth and an annual arts camp to kids across the country who have been affected by HIV and AIDS. It's an organization that has been going strong for nearly 30 years.
3: So with such a storied career fueled by entrepreneurial spirit, we wanted to see if we could land an interview with someone who knows a thing or two about building impactful projects and building community.
2: David, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to BizWorld.
0: Thank you. I'm happy to be here.
2: We're glad to have you here. So let's just get one question off the bat. We noticed that you started out studying at NYU to be a lawyer. So we were wondering what sparked that interest in becoming a part of the entertainment industry?
0: Oh, wow. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer because I didn't know what else to do. And it seemed like a very multifaceted type of career to have and you you could do anything. Uh, I really thought I wanted to be um, a diplomat or an international business or relations but I ended up really thinking it was kind of boring what I was doing so I said well what's what's more interesting to me and I thought entertainment so I took my law degree and went to a entertainment law firm thinking that one day maybe I could be a producer if I learned enough about entertainment through law which is exactly what happened After about 10 years of Being an entertainment lawyer, I moved to California, went to work at a talent agency, and then from there I got a job in a great production company. And from there, I started to become a producer and an executive in entertainment.
3: So um, given your involvement in the entertainment industry, looking at your career trajectory with your startup, We Are The Mighty, and rejoining your former boss at MTV to run development and production at Gunpowder and Sky, what would you say is a fundamental aspect in building a community and a strong work culture?
0: That's a really great question because I think that really it stems from being the kind of person that really likes other people and I feel like whenever I had an opportunity to build a team for me the most important thing was finding people who had great uh, uh, work ethic but really ethics generally and were wonderful people hardworking, but also uh, really cared about each other and so for me that's the foundation of building a great team and over time when you develop those relationships, uh, they become more than just work relationships. And, um, you know, intentionally or unintentionally, they become your network for future opportunities, which is what's happened to me pretty much with every aspect of my career. They were really, uh, I was really presented with opportunities that came through the people I had um, gotten to know over the course of my career. So from the early days of starting at, um, at, at, uh this uh agency in uh la called icm i met an agent who then told me that mtv was looking to find somebody who was running uh to run mtv films and then i got a job running mtv films and from there i spent i uh, you know 18 years uh you know at mtv and from there i started we're the mighty so you could sort of see even though unexpected sort of developing these great relationships at these various places I work really led to other opportunities for me.
4: Looking into your um, company, We Are the Mighty and um, Vampire and Sky, what uh, what were some barriers that you experienced in creating a business with a major
3: social impact component?
0: Mm. Well, that's mostly uh, really related to We are the mighty, and and, um, having spent many, many years working in entertainment and loving it for the most part, when I decided to leave MTV, I really wanted to do something that I felt like had an impact on a day-to-day basis, even though it was a company and even though it had a particular mission uh, related to a a business um, objective, I knew that it also, I also knew that its very existence was something that could matter. And that's why I founded something that would, in and of itself, support veterans. So that We're the Mighty, while focusing its work on the military, military community, and veterans, uh, seeing there was an opportunity in the marketplace for content that related to the military community, because there hadn't really been uh, very many, I also wanted to make sure that all the work that I was going to do to start this company, raise the money, run it, operate it would be something that would matter um, just walking in the office every day because most of the time in entertainment, it's very results oriented, which means that really all the work that you do doesn't necessarily have, uh, have a result. You know, you may develop a movie or a TV show, but you would never see it get made because most of the time they don't get made. And sometimes they get made and they're not very good. So you end up sort of realizing that you spent a lot of your life uh, uh, trying to get accomplish something that isn't always in your control. But for me with We Are the Mighty, it meant that just by hiring veterans, uh, providing them the opportunity to be in entertainment, to be producers and writers and directors and social media people, they themselves would have the ability to you know, to, to learn something. So even if the projects weren't always, you know, had an end result, um, they, they could learn something along the way and it meant something for their careers. So to me, that was a very unique opportunity. It's not very common that the business itself is in fact have a social impact or have an impact on some way. In this case, really sort of educating and providing um, work opportunities for transitioning veterans who are transitioning out of the military or wanting to get into entertainment.
2: Yeah, it's something that we found very entertaining about your company, the fact that you guys have such a a goal-oriented foundation to to the We Are The Mighty and and we really really appreciate that as a community, you know, because it's it's about, in this life, communities building on top of each other. It's all about networking, which is something that was really interesting uh, previously that you Mm -hmm. mentioned. So, just this week, we heard the news about the movie No Way in Hell getting started in production. And the story is truly impactful and displayed. And the crisis in such countries as Iraq and Afghanistan. So, based on our knowledge, the true story is based on Chase Milsat, uh, who you've known through We Are the Mighty. Can you share a bit about why you wanted to help this story get out?
0: Definitely. Um, yeah, this is a perfect example of how building your communities within sometimes the structure of your businesses allows you to sort of develop relationships that sort of last a lifetime and otherwise have a great impact on your life so Chase um, it's funny Uh, we at We're the Mighty we uh, sponsored a film festival for veterans who had made films and short films specifically Um, and we saw one film called The Captain which I thought was uh, really excellent about um, a veteran who goes to Turkey to help his former interpreter uh, escape from ISIS and the, 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 the refugee camp that they were living in or the refugee status they were in with his family. Um, it was very interesting. And then, you know, we, we, I don't think, it, um, I, I didn't get to know Chase, but uh, maybe a year later, I was at an event at USC. For veterans, and I was talking to this uh, young man, and we were, and he was talking about his background. He was at, uh, he was at a business school type um, program. It wasn't um, entertainment, and he told me about this short he had made. Well, it was chase, and he had made this short uh, short film, and I was like, oh my god, that's amazing! I can't believe I'm meeting you. And he was talking about his ambitions to be in entertainment, and I said, well, why don't you come talk to me about working at We Are the Mighty? And then uh, he did, and he was such an extraordinary, interesting person, and he uh, became our head of, of, um, our sort of creative head at the company, and being a veteran, having the experience that he had, but also his experience in entertainment. And so for many years, Chase worked at We Are the Mighty, and during that course of that time, he started to write a screenplay based on the same story of the short, and I really thought it was an amazing story. And then when I left We Are the Mighty, uh, he had finished the script with his partner and I uh, really wanted to be involved and produce it and help him with it. So we brought it to um, another former, uh, uh, somebody who I'd worked with at MTV years ago named Scott Budnick. And Scott had started this company um, called One Community, which is specifically based on making film and television shows, documentaries, that have an impact and that will have a corresponding social action campaign. And so Scott really liked the project and we decided to partner and what's great about it is while this story is extraordinary as a film, it also is an important issue that is uh, that, that we're dealing with right now with all of these uh, interpreters and other allies of the U.S in Iraq and Afghanistan uh, being forced to flee their countries or being stuck someplace where they're being chased by terrorists. And so trying to get them out to safety is such a key thing. And having a movie that shows you a personal story is can be a, have, have a really important uh, role in a, awareness and helping pass laws or help change um, the situation. So that's that's how I sort of see it come full, full circle, you know, just all the things that sort of combine together in my life to help um, do something that's, uh, that, uh, that I love in terms of entertainment, but also has, a, has the ability to make a difference.
3: It seems like your career has focused on building and growing communities through entertainment, but you've also taken it a step further in giving back to society through your nonprofit, Hollywood Art, and how it's helped thousands express their stories through the impact HIV and AIDS has had on them through art. You're known for having a really great contribution to the community. Can you tell us a little bit on how having an entrepreneurial mindset has given you the opportunity to give back to your community?
0: Yeah, that's a a, wow. You guys have really researched this pretty well. Um, I would say (laughs) that um, it was like 27 years ago. It's literally the same year I started working at MTV. I was really um, touched by the stories of young children who were impacted, affected and infected by HIV and AIDS. And while I had done community work before, working at a food pantry and doing work with, um, you know, elderly people through my career, was always on a volunteer basis. And so I wasn't the one responsible for starting a nonprofit. At this point, when I was thinking about uh, the AIDS crisis and what I could do, I realized that um, these children who were impacted by AIDS really didn't have opportunities that other kids had. In fact, in those days, back in the 90s, People were so afraid of people with HIV and AIDS that they wouldn't even touch them. They wouldn't let them you know, go to, go to their schools. And they certainly weren't letting them go to camp. So there were uh, thousands and thousands of children who weren't given the opportunity to do something as basic as attend a summer program a camp. And so I reached out to um, a few of the camps that did exist in other parts of the country. There were only uh, three or four of them and they were only serving. A tiny fraction of the kids who wanted, it, and I said, "How can I help?" And this guy Neil Willinson, who had started something called uh, uh, one uh, at the time, it was called um, Camp Heartland, and he said, uh, "It'd be great if I if I was interested in starting a version of that in California." So I went to uh, Wilshire Boulevard Temple, which is a temple in um, Los Angeles. They have these beautiful camps, and they have this beautiful campsite. And I said, uh, "Can we use your camps?" We want to start a camp for kids affected by HIV and AIDS. And then it was like a bunch of friends, all of whom I worked with at a, uh, at a former company before MTV. I worked at a place um, with a producer named Gail Ann Hurd and Gail produced Terminator and Alien. She produces Walking Dead and I ran her company. And so all of the people who I worked with there got together with me and said, let's start a nonprofit together. Uh, We'll help raise the money. We'll help be on the board. And those friends of mine who worked with me at, uh, it was called, uh, it's now called Valhalla, but it was called Pacific Western, uh, they all chipped in. We got the uh, organization started, r- raised some money, and here we are 27 years later. Uh, some of those people are still involved, but along the way, I've always tapped people I knew where I worked at MTV. So I kind of, combine all of my relationships in these various uh, parts of my life to help um, leverage some of the stuff I would like to see happen, especially stuff, you know, really stuff for good. Um, I I don't, you know, really um, do a very good job sometimes of leveraging it to sort of, um, you know, for business, uh, sometimes I do and sometimes I don't, but uh, it's easier to ask people to do something that they think will benefit you know, others uh, as opposed to sort of just a business purpose. And often if they see you as somebody who is genuinely, a genuine person, they, they will also, um, you know, support you in any endeavor that you, you get into. Uh, so sort of go back to your comment about building community that that's really sort of it's all sort of a network effect in a sense but if you have good intentions i think people will continue to support what you want to do and then you support them in turn Uh, i hope it wasn't too too complex of an answer
1: (laughs) ask someone who's created culture through film and entertainment and how you also continue to give back to your community is a testament to the level of what gratitude can do and given all the success you've had in your previous projects, what's a piece of advice you'd like to share to young aspiring entrepreneurs?
0: You know, I think most important is to be passionate about whatever business you're in, whether it's a for-profit or a not-for-profit business. I think I used to say when I was at We Are The Mighty and realizing how daunting it was to raise money, to start something from scratch, never had been done before, that really the only thing that trumps your fear of doing that is your passion for doing it and if you have that passion you will uh, work through all of the obstacles and you will be okay with things that don't go well because you will persevere and you will pursue if you're doing it just for the money and you just want to be rich then uh, as soon as those obstacles appear and maybe you're not going to be rich (laughs) you start to sort of wonder why you're doing it and the work isn't necessarily any less than it was. So I always tell people in any endeavor in life to really pursue things they care about and they're passionate about. And hopefully you'll also be able to make a living doing it because we all know we have to make a living and it doesn't help anybody if you can't survive. So I never sort of um, would say you should only do things for others without also helping yourself. But I, I think you can do both at the same time. And that's really a personal decision that you make uh but but more importantly in terms of the question uh being a good entrepreneur means really caring about what you uh, are doing and doing it in such a way that is ethically and morally a good thing and that will give you the kind of support from the people you will want to be with in your life
4: thank you so much david for uh, being part of our visible podcast
0: you are so welcome it's been a pleasure Thank you so much.
2: Man, David Gale, what a man. What a man, (laughs) not only from the heart, but really from the mind. He has a lot of interesting aspects of of business and, and all his endeavors are really just astonishing. To think
4: about. Really you really have to strive for your goals. You can't just give up right away. If you really are consistent with what you want to do, you always have to just do it. <laughs> just do it. If there's any failures or any restrictions, just do it as what well. what is the name <laughs> No, what is it? the the Shia LaBeouf. As Shia LaBeouf said, just do it. Just do it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was very notable how like devoted he was to everything he was talking about. I mean, people are more likely to invest in something that you're really passionate about rather than if you're just trying to make quick money. Like If you, somebody sees that you have a lot of interest in like what you're talking about, it's more likely to be successful because you have the devotion that you think it's going to be successful and people are more
1: likely to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're doing something that your goal is to help people with it, you could rather think about the benefits it will have on them um, when you're facing struggles.
3: By having like a sense of community, it's like a foundation, and it ultimately it's what leads to the success of the company because you have a lot of devoted minds that are willing to put in the work to make it successful, to make everything work.
4: So yes, it sounds like people invest in teams, and if you're looking for an investor to fund your idea, remember money follows the mission.
0: You're
4: to this world. Turn that potential into kinetic learning.